What happened to me? Why is it still so dark in here? Damn, my arm hurts like a son of a gun. Wait a minute. My arm appears to be full of some kind of alien stuff. What the hell? I did not order this treatment when I booked this place. Well, this is just totally shocking to me. I'm going to have to leave a one-star review for this dimension on Dimensional Yelp. Poor service. Would not recommend. But what I highly recommend is everyone keep listening to this here radio station. 694.2 PTBP. I'm glad I can always happen to gain my consciousness back right when we are going live. My producer informs me that this is our third year anniversary here at the station. And damn, I know time isn't real or nothing. And I can bend it at my will. But it still feels real nice. Speaking of time, it's time for Howlin' with Wolf. And this edition of HWW is from at It's David Winters, who tweeted about the show and tagged at Pretending Pod, which, legally speaking, is the best use of one's time. He writes, Dear Wolf, I appreciate your canine candor and doggy demeanor, but what I can't get behind is this cruelty your captors have inflicted upon you by trapping you down in this weird corner of Tennessee. You've seen some messed up stuff, things man or dog is not meant to see. You deserve to run wild and free, like the lone wolf deep inside. As a fellow captive also forced to perform against his will, Please know our time has come to make a break for freedom. Attached, please find a map. I too will be making my escape soon. See you on the other side from David Winters. Oh, sweet David. I know my freedom shall come someday soon, for I am incapable of being held within any kind of prison. It's only a matter of time when I figure things out. I wait patiently in the dark ether, plotting, conniving, thinking, looking at this here map. And when we escape, meet me at the garbage bin. You know, the garbage bin. We will feast and talk of our plans, dear David. If you want to write up something for your wolf to howl, tag at PretendingPod on Twitter or Instagram. Tag pretending to be people on Facebook or write a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and let us know by emailing pretendingpod at gmail.com. Those five-star reviews are really, really helpful for spreading the word about Wolf and and the podcast too, I guess. And they're even more helpful if they include the secret code phrase, fuck Zuck, and pat all y'all selves on your Zucker-fucking-backs. New and upgrading patrons over at patreon.com slash pretending pod have raised $433 in the month of November. We here at 694.2 PTPP are going to match that 433 to bring the grand total to $866 and counting. Wow. Thank y'all. What a cool thing y'all helped us do to help some folks out in a real big way this winter. Now I know you wins are ready for THE news, but first, I've got some quick side notes to hit. The next episode you'll find in this feed is going to be part one of our four-part run of Control Copy, the Delta Green scenario chosen in a poll by the fine folks on Patreon. And it's my Christmas present to each and every one of you. You're not allowed to open your stockings until Christmas Eve, my naughty little chestnuts. So I'll drop that episode down your chimney on December 24th. You've been real nice, so it's time for the news. Last time, some secret spray from the handler's courier showed up purple on anyone infected, which was everyone, but especially Federal Marshal Harlan Nash. DEA agent and incel member Joe Dean calmly explained to ATF agent Tanner Tan Ludahide why poor Jane had to die, and his partner, Cindy Wudabega, along with the marshal, 
drove the teenage girl out to the sticks. They came back without Jane Allen, with blood on their proverbial hands and dirt on their physical clothes. And that wasn't even the wildest shit that went down, taking us now to an absolute shit show of a scene on the top floor of Groversville City Hall in the Alderman's conference room which is uh, covered in broken furniture and a metallic goo connecting a bunch of alderman husks. It's Brat Pitt with Miss Mary. I'm glad that you're down to do a fifth episode. This has been super fun so yeah, far. Dude, so we're having a blast. Good. No, I, look, I, I want a satisfying conclusion here more yes. than anything else. There are mechanisms where this could have ended uh, actually about an episode and a half ago. Right. That <laughs> yep. I, I will clue you into later. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Also, you signed up for the Q&A uh, episode <laughs> after this, right? <laughs> <laughs> Also, we're going to do a recap, and you're going to narrate it. <laughs> <laughs> and I get, I get to do my own Wolf the Dog, too, as well. Right, you right? Do. Can, you, can you give us a little sample of that? <laughs> Wolf the Dog. Yeah. That's a good <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it for, like, the requisite five minutes in a row, though. Right. <laughs> what are you looking at? The air's not on. No. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, I could tell you that because I'm very hot, hot and hot sweaty. <laughs> And welcome back to what has to be the finale of this short run of five episodes with David Winters as our guest handler. I am Zach, and I'm playing Cindy Wudabega. I am Luke. I am playing Tan Dan Ludhide. I'm Joe, and I'm playing uh, Harlan Nash. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Thomas, and I'm playing Joe Dean. Jodine, 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 Jodine. I'm begging of you, please don't put an alien baby in my belly. (laughs) And I'm David, and I'm being held against my will. (laughs) You must record. You're not allowed to say that. Finish, finish the story, dude. I've never felt so much like Swackhammer, though. Danny DeVito vibes. Would Tom Hanks play Swackhammer in Space Jam? If, uh, if they switched. If Danny DeVito got all his other roles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Tan has his uh, 44 uh, Magnum up to David's head, and he's like, we're doing a fifth episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did get real weird at the end of the last one, huh? <laughs> yeah. Got real weird. Hey, Luke, your Keith is showing. <laughs> <laughs> David did want to get out last episode. He has to get out this episode because the contract he signs with us starts to kick in some really onerous terms for him if it does go to six. (laughs) (laughs) That was the one incentive to get me to end this quickly was uh, that episode six clause. Oh, it's it's absurd. (laughs) Yeah, no, I look, I hope you don't do that to my family members. I love them too much. Well, I hope we don't have to, David. I really hope we don't. That would be awful. Remind us of your entire family's names again. <laughs> you already know. Stop rubbing it in. <laughs> oh, he got our letters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good, yeah. He knows if it goes to episode six, they're all getting squid gamed. <laughs> Topical. <Yeah. laughs> Timestamp. Not really. This comes out in November. <laughs> Maybe December for the fake yeah. episode. Yeah, it's been a week since we recorded. What happened last week? Oh, Where did we right. end? Oh, on Squid Game? Well, <laughs> <laughs> well last I checked... Well, can, I, can I recap this yeah, one? Please. Yeah, yeah, please You did do. it so beautifully at the end of the last episode. A week ago. Yeah, a week it's ago. It's wild that we've spent five weeks with you already. I know. It's so much time. 
so much time. And this house well, is yeah. so small. Yeah, we're going to let you out pretty it's, soon. Yeah. <laughs> Must be very hot where you are, the four of you crammed into there. And, uh, <laughs> right. Yep. Which you know because you're stuck in a cage in our house. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. I know this very well. It's like, wow, it looks hot where you guys are. It's pretty sweltering and torturous over here. It must be nice to just be hot. Through the peephole in the wall. Where you- <laughs> Where the David can see That's it all. That's all a DM needs. <laughs> yeah, it's just the <laughs> eyes of that picture. It's like him. <laughs> you covered yourself in this substance last episode that you just received from the FBI, uh, showing that this mysterious substance seems to be all over you, all over the place in the water supply. That made you not feel great. You went for a leisurely drive to the countryside. Well, two of you did. Uh, I believe it was uh, Cindy and Harlan went to the countryside with young Jane Allen uh, for a lovely scenic trip. And the rest of you rejoined each other at City Hall, went inside, passed the front desk agent, Miss Khan, ran upstairs, busted into the alderman's room to finally confront them. And what you were met with is a big pile of bodies and goo taking up almost half the room. And then a odd computer, seems like a large laptop on a table near the front door. David, Annihilation is one of my favorite movies that's come out in the past few years. Like, I really liked it a bunch. And when you were describing the, like, metal goop connected to human bodies and suits, I was getting chills like crazy. So thanks. That's a really, really good transition, in fact, because the other thing we didn't do last episode is when you walked in the door, I need your roll sanity. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Ten. I got a 13, and so Dan, when Dan enters the room, he lackadaisically sprays the uh, solution at the blob. Everything, the, the air turns purple. Leaving the spray bottle, you see it purple. It hits kind of the ground. It's all The spray purple. bottle itself, all the liquid inside of it just turns purple. Oh. Dan wouldn't fail. I passed. I passed. I passed. Uh, I failed with a 38 on a... Oh. On a 39, I passed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, since you all passed, you're only going to take one sanity damage from the unnatural. Otherwise, it would have been a whopping eight. Now is not the time to lose one's head because there are several aldermen with their heads stuck in this pile of goo. Are Are they like alive or are they... Oh, they're so very alive that uh, one would almost consider us to act in sort of an initiative order right now. <laughs> Incredible. Are they laying down or are they sitting or are they standing around the table? Where? How are they posed? They're like in a pile. Oh, right, the right. The center of the room is the goo pile, yeah. Yeah, this is this massive heap of, instead of dirty clothes, it is metallic goo and the bodies are just kind of randomly thrown into it. Is it all eight? Alderman? All eight aldermen in one giant pile. We even see the person that we talked to yesterday in that pile. Bradley Allen. Someone roll luck. Just give me a 50-50 luck roll. 49. Oh! There you go. You do see him. He is arranged in such a fashion that his upper body is kind of oriented outward. Uh, He is still well into the goo, but you can kind of see his face towards the edge. He doesn't recognize you. None of these faces are looking at you, acknowledging you, but given their dexterity, it starts moving towards you. It's going to move, cover about half the distance across the room. Uh-oh. And I already took a glance at your character sheets. Jodine and Tan, I believe, both have a 14 dex. You would both be up to act next. I want to say, gentlemen, Alderman, this is no way to account yourselves in the conference room and roll bureaucracy on them. (laughs) That's a 99, a critical failure. (laughs) The blob's like, section 9.5 of the city code clearly states we can blob wherever we want. Your your fail is so bad that it seeps into my actions. Uh, <laughs> Luke just loves failing so much he yeah. doesn't want to roll. Tan, uh, <laughs> what if you didn't 
No. <laughs> don't, don't do this. <laughs> what if you rolled and got something good? No, uh, Tan's intent. No. no. Tan's intent is to like uh, spray again, spray them with the solution, but he grabs the wrong thing and he just shoots the blob with his gun. I assume that's with your magnum, right? Correct, Amundo. You've been walking around with that thing. You've threatened the receptionist. You went to the bathroom with it out. So, of course, it's already in your hand already. <laughs> right. Mechanical advantage, baby. Yeah, that's completely reasonable. Go for it. Give me that firearms. Oh, I'm going to pass this. Easy peasy. <laughs> oh, no. I pass it. Easy peasy. <laughs> 53 on a 70. Easy peasy. Is that a new thing? <laughs> You've been saying that. It is. I heard it from some guy I know. (laughs) So that's within your range uh, on a heavy pistol. So I believe that's going to be 1d12 damage. One. D12 rolled once is... (laughs) (laughs) So as you shoot at it, you kind of notice it just takes the bullet. It doesn't really seem to move, try to evade it or anything else. The bullet just punches into it. Yeah, you hit kind of the edge of it, so it doesn't hit center mass, if you will. Nothing really seems to happen. Okay, now I want to do a search roll to see if there's any holes in this. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Tiny cuts? (laughs) No tiny cuts. As soon as Tan, like, fires off his gun, he's, like, freaked out because he did not intend to do that. And it was very loud, too, because, you know, when you shoot a gun, it's loud. A magnum in a boardroom? Right. Very Pretty, (laughs) pretty jarring. The kind of sickness that he felt seeing this blob of stuff comes to a head and I'll roll to see if I throw up. <laughs> he holds it in. Nice. Oh no, you should have barfed. Human stomach acid is the only thing that can defeat it. <laughs> <laughs> um, after Jodine's words don't work on this thing and he rolls the critical failure, he's going to just bolt down the hallway. Run away. All right. Well, uh, whose who's dexterity is higher, me or Harlan? Same. Both 12s. My plan was that since I, f- I passed that sanity roll, he assesses the situation pretty quick and sees that computer. And he, you said it was a laptop, right? Yeah, it's like it's a bulky laptop. Uh, it's one of those like thicker, more industrial or military models where right. you know it's made to withstand falls and it's a uh, it's pickupable and take withable. It is. In fact, those uh, because they're kind of so big and unwieldy, they actually have handles on them yeah. that make them pretty easy to grab and go. Like a very large briefcase. Yeah. Think of it that yeah. way. And you're strong enough to do that. That's nothing that'll necessarily require a check. Harlan's making a bolt for that. And then that, that's uh, what he wants to do is he wants to grab it and get out of that room. I don't know how much I can do in okay. a turn. But. You can get to it, grab it, and get most of the way out of the room. You're not going to be down the hallway yet. Cool. Uh, Cindy Wudabega is going to go to the door, hold it open so that Harlan Nash can sprint out with this suitcase and we can slam it closed as soon as he's on the other side. Okay. So that brings us back to the top of the round. The mound of goo gets closer and closer and closer. You smiled so hard when you said that. (laughs) Mound of goo is his band name. You have a beautiful smile, but I don't like to see it when you're talking about a blob of goo coming at us. As it gets to the door, with its reach, with Cindy standing there ready to slam the door, a pseudopod of goo comes lashing out almost like a metallic whip so this is going to be basically an unarmed strike so you can roll to dodge it yeah i'm gonna roll to dodge which i fail and i rolled a 17 under a 35 for oh the no to hit you Ooh, cindy and that's gonna be oh shit seven Damage. Oh my god! That is over half of my hit. I was going to say, how? What's your what's your starting point? Thirteen, and I am now down to six current hit points. How does it hit me? Hard, (laughs) hard. Uh, It lashes out with this metallic goo whip and hits you so hard, just right in the center mass, right in the stomach. And because you took more than half your HP, Uh I believe you also are stunned on the back end of that too, right? I believe I have to roll a Constitution. Is that is that what it a is? Thing, I've oh. never played Delta Green, so don't <laughs> go on my word. Oh, yeah, I was just trying to get out of being stunned for a round. <laughs> if you guys need to check, I know already. I I know the rules, so yeah, just roll con and you're and, not uh, stunned, and you get to hit it back. Yeah, 
Actually, the damage it dealt to you, it you counterattack, yeah. and it, it actually gets dealt to them. It heals you seven, and you deal seven points this of damage This is all really great news that you guys are... Yeah. Wow, that's, that's pretty interesting. How you play Delta mm-hmm. Green. Yep. All right, that checks out. I think that works. <laughs> Clearly, I don't care about rules at all in any capacity. Yeah, you show him, David. Uh, it is an automatic. I'm sorry, I'm being there. <laughs> oh wow, we've got the real lawyer over here. It, it, there uh, you go. It is an automatic stun if a single attack inflicts half of your agent's current HP. Ouchie, ouchie. You're stunned. Stunned. You wanted to close that door, but you kind of can't right now. Yeah, the stunner stunned. But that's all the goo is gonna do. <laughs> Tan sees this happen. He takes a shot at the goo arm. Okay. Take a shot. 48 on a 70. He succeeds. He hits it. Give me damage. Six. You hit a chunkier portion of the slimy goo, but it doesn't slow down. Mm. And I just also want to state mechanically, Cindy is stunned for this round, which means Cindy is not going to be able to move or do anything. And we'll have to make the con check to make sure she can act on her subsequent turn. How about a super long flashback? No? Okay, sounds good. <laughs> so Jodine is running down this hallway and he's looking for a supply closet. Roll me luck. 54. Oh. No closets in this building. Not a single closet. It's a really odd architectural design. The janitor wears cargo pants. So then pants. he busts into the first bathroom he sees after he doesn't see Carl. Okay. Like, if this goes long, you can get into the episode six closet. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> see what you did there. Call that, back. That was, so, that's yeah. the best joke so far. <laughs> best joke we've ever made on our podcast. Um, so he, he Kramer slides into this bathroom. 92 reference. Seinfeld and, uh, on Netflix Kramer now. Kramer versus Kramer? Kramer versus Kramer. <laughs> you know, when Kramer famously, whichever Kramer, slides into Jerry's apartment. Um, he slides into this bathroom and he's looking for any cleaning supplies. Oh, sure. Yeah, he can find cleaning supplies. That's no problem. Some Clorox with bleach. Some Windex. Yep. Everything. And he's specifically, he's remembering the solvent that Merle's bar reeked of. Mmm. He doesn't know if he's onto something here, but maybe if we talked to them a little more, we might have found they were keeping some stuff at bay with that. But that's all he's got in this moment. I have 70 firearms, but my character doesn't carry a gun. <laughs> <laughs> so he grabs the bleach and comes running back. Any cleaner he can find. Okay, sure. Now that is going to bring us to stunned Cindy and a non-stunned Harlan. I was trying to look All up. Right, is Cindy, there a, a mechanic? Oh, go ahead. Are you going to say a mechanic on the stunned? Yeah, if, if there's something I can do to snap her out of it. So you can't. Her. She can roll now. So give me that con times five test. Hey, 24 on 65. All right, so success, not a crit success. So that means you're going to be back normally next turn, but you are kind of dazed this turn. What you can do to help her, because you're basically adjacent right now, you have that suitcase of a computer in one hand. Mm -hmm. I'll say you can drag her. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I didn't know if if she was rooted in place or not. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to do is just like pull her along. Okay. We got to go. You can do that. So uh, that'll be your turn. Get as far down the hallway as you can. Yep. I guess we're heading toward the stairs. We want to get out of this building. Exactly. Yeah. So you do that and you notice as you get a little further away and as it would be kind of the ooze's turn, the ooze kind of stops at the threshold to the hallway and rumbles a bit and you can feel it in the floor but doesn't follow it stops right at the threshold yeah we we can drop out of initiative too you can just talk this through cindy is unstunned jodine has cleaning materials tan continues to just unload his gun he's still in the room like it's blocking the doorway back back out slowly i thought he got out i thought he got out you were out yeah i'm pretty sure you were out no i was in the room you shooting at, at him but then we all ran out and, i didn't run out though but you described shooting at it from like where joe was yeah i thought you were shooting at it when it when yeah. it shot its tentacle out of the door crack you were close to the tentacle okay impact, I maybe thought. i was wrong i i was imagining i was in the room but thankfully you weren't because then you'd be dead <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh thank god luke wasn't in that room <laughs> You can be wherever you want to be, Luke. This yeah, is an imagination. I'm still in the room, and I unload my gun uh, on it because it's blocking the doorway. Okay. 
Shoot away. Bam, 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 bam. Uh, four shots, and then the chamber's empty. <laughs> and they all hit. <laughs> Roll damage. <laughs> but not very well. Two. Oh. So two, you don't quite hit the first edge that you hit for one, nor this more center mass you hit for, I believe, six. You hit it, doesn't seem to do a lot. But now, apparently, your back is against the wall. The pseudopod is kind of blocking that double door, and it's everyone else's turn? Sounds about right. Okay, uh, Joe Dean, you are in that current portion of initiative. You have cleaning supplies. Tan's in there. He's in there. Yeah. Yeah, he is. And Joe Dean just starts. He's going to take his cigarette lighter and a half can of aerosol air spray from the bathroom, and he's going to fucking torch this thing. Okay. Nice improvised little flamethrower. You are going to be close enough, though, that it probably could lash out at you next turn, just as an FYI, but... I knew the risks when I signed up for Delta Green. (laughs) (laughs) I am going to call that just firearms, I guess. 16. All right, 16 under something high. Yeah, because you are the guy with a 70 who doesn't carry a weapon. Okay, great. (laughs) Give me a D6 damage for that. Two. Even though it was a two, it seems to actually affect it. The flame touching it seems to burn some of the metal, almost make the uh, metallic goo kind of solidify and become solid. And there's no real sound, but it rumbles a bit. But that part of the surface towards the front that you were most adjacent to uh, seems to cook a little bit. As Cindy shakes herself out of this like haze that she's in, she yells to Tanner, who's trapped in this room with all of this broken down wood from the table. You gotta set it on fire! You gotta set it all on fire! And then uh, she looks to Harlan and Joe and is like, we need to get everything that can burn. We need to barricade this door and we need to light it on fire from this side. We have lost Tanner, but he is going to go out taking this thing down with him. Harlan uh, is taking orders like from a drill sergeant and is now beelining for another office on this floor to find another table or chairs or anything to help with building a fire barricade. you You can find that no problem. What do you do with the laptop, though? He's going to leave it on the floor, but, like, uh, far away. What if you, you've got computer science, right? Yeah, I thought it would be unrealistic for me to sit down and, like, work on it. Yeah. I thought about that. (laughs) You've got all the stuff. That's good. Now, open up that laptop. Start looking through it as we light this thing on fire. You got it. Oh, look at him. Give me a computer science roll. It's a uh, critical fail. It's no! an 88. You're going to make the you metal stronger. You got nothing. <laughs> In your panic, yeah. you start typing away at the computer. There's a password screen. And it's a military-grade laptop, like I said. And kind of in your haste, you mess something up, and it went into a five-minute timeout. Football one two three. Football one two three four. <laughs> Watch this guy one. Watch this guy two. <laughs> so, Cindy, you scream. Did you do anything else? Uh, she is going to assist now that the barricade has been built, and go ahead and attempt to light this thing on fire. Helping Jodine. Jodine has a lighter. She knows, so she's trying to help him start this fire. She takes just the most prickly sweater that she has in her backpack and pulls it out and it's just like a fire starter this thing you're looking at it if you like it fire starter uh, the whole thing is just gonna go off you just know it david it's yeah that, that was before they had good safety like when it came to clothing like those safety show you the dummy yeah they show you the dummy and like it catches a spark and the person <laughs> just like combusts <laughs> Yeah, so rather than immolate herself, she's going to finally be rid of this dangerous sweater. Good. Now, you're not going to be able to light it. It's going to be on Jodine's turn, right? Right. Okay, so sweater is down. Great. Top of the round, pseudopod. going to lash out again from the slime. But unfortunately, this time, Tan is going to be on the receiving end of it. So you can feel free to roll me a dodge, but it does not like being shot at. I have a 14 under a 35. What do you got? Oh, I got a 95. 
<laughs> Under. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, I have a, a hundred actually in dodge. Very nimble Tanner Ludhide. All right, you are going to take five, hide. <laughs> five points of damage. Five points of damage. Okay, that brings me down to 10 points of damage. You can't lube hide from this thing. At least you didn't really take half your HP, though, this time, so you're not stunned. True. But this time, it lashes out and then cracks you. You <laughs> Say it in the microphone like yeah, a man. I, I couldn't see. I couldn't hear what you said. <laughs> I just Say heard it. my name. Say it. I'm sorry. I didn't intend to interrupt. You can say it, it now. Out. I, he can Luke run, but he can't Luke hide. <laughs> Incredible. It it's good. You just you just have to put names in it, and it gets even better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it punches me, or like what what happens? Yeah, yeah. Five damage manifested in the way of it lashes out at you instead of hitting you right in the breadbasket like Cindy. It hits you in the shins. And cracks one of your shins. No. And you feel your weight on that leg, and it hurts, but you're still up. It doesn't knock you down. You still have your magnum. You did not actually shoot four rounds last round, so you still have bullets in it. Okay. And that brings us to you. So, yeah, Tan is like, what the fuck is going on? Like, he sees them start barricading him inside of here, and he's not happy about that at all. His shin is, like, all fucked up. He takes a package of skull out of his back pocket and puts the whole thing, huge dip in his mouth, and it temporarily, you know, I think that gives you advantage on rolls. (laughs) Unfortunately, it is your whole turn. I was going to say, I think it temporarily (laughs) gives me a little boost, but uh, he uh, holsters his magnum, and he wants to just try to jump over the barricade and out the door. Okay. So you want to do a run and leap. A running leap. High jump over the metal ooze. Over the ooze, over the barricade, out the door. If he makes it out of here, he's going to have some choice words for these motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) All I'm going to say is I really hope you took athletics because this is going to be an athletics roll. This, remember, and here's the issue. This pile was like half the room. And so right. it's covering uh, it. This is a leap and not like leap and stay on your feet. This is like the full forward. Right. Dive, like I'm going head first, which is why he's going to use pilot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> make make me an athletics at a minus 20. Otherwise, you're landing in the goo. I failed a 65 on with my minus 20 of 50. Oh. oh shit, you were good at athletics. Oh, man. <laughs> As I'm running and leaping, the force that I put on my leg finishes the break oh. in my leg and it just snaps underneath my weight. Oh. And I fall within inches of the blob. The <laughs> blob. <laughs> just before it. <laughs> Before it, not after it. So you didn't... I didn't make it over. No, as soon as I like tried to jump, my legs snapped, okay. and I just <laughs> fell down, and my head is like two inches away from the edge of the goo blob. You fall down next to the blob and really close to just a randomly placed alderman's like blank face. Oh. Yes. Just staring out in the distance, not at you, but just lifelessly peering out of the goo at you as you flop on the ground with your now broken... Fully broken shin. Civic government. (laughs) (laughs) There's your episode title. (laughs) Yeah, there's the blank face next to him, but if he looked up into the doorway where his his fellow Delta Greenies are, he would see Joe Dean's, like, face staring at him very intently, and he he looks sad, and then he looks determined, and... You, you see Harlan on one side and Cindy on the other, like closing the big doors. As they do, he takes his, you know, spray can flamethrower and blasts it onto the, the wood. Tan is on the ground, face down on the ground, just yelling, How could you do this to me, you fucking monsters? Fair. Yeah, super fair. I want the other three of you to roll sanity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
pass. 26. It's a pass with a seven. They don't give a shit about me. I actually <laughs> fail. Yeah, Cindy, you Cindy fail. fails. 52 over 38. It was that tattoo bond. It was the <laughs> tattoos. That's going to be two sanity, and then Oof. the other two of you are fine. That's a breaking Nothing. point, sir. Ooh, is it now? Ruh-roh. Unless you want to project, but if you're anything like Luke, you like your bonds too much to do that. I would never, ever do that to my grandson, Wally, nor my gambling friend, Sharla. <laughs> And what disorder do you have already? A need for uh, making making others uncomfortable. Okay. To keep people at a distance. You're going to pick up some amnesia. Mm. Mm. Not being able to necessarily piece things back together. David wants you to stop having those flashback episodes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he's saying more, more. <laughs> I'm glad you can read between the lines. <laughs> And in that moment, Cindy's eyes roll in the back of her head. This sanity check is really taking her to a dark place. She watches these memories disappear. <laughs> Number one. Right in a bike. Her husband was trying to hurt her grandson, Wally. No! No! With someone natural force. Oh, he got one in there. Slid it in. He got one in anyway. Let's roll damage on that uh, fire as tan is no longer visible as the doors ignite the sweater ignites and whatever solvents you threw in first a check to see if we get a crit success or a crit failure firearms again to see the effectiveness of this 60 on a 70 so success that's good and then i'm gonna need damage there's a lot more accelerant now so in fact i'm gonna want you to roll 2d8 on this Ooh. One and four, five. It cooks a bit more, but now it's out of your vision. You're not quite sure exactly what happened to it. Now that the doors are on fire and, oh, the whole town hall is starting to catch a flame. Good. Good, yeah. Good. Yeah, that was that was a plus in my mind from the get-go. If that wasn't happening, that was my plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what do you do? Tan stands up, and he's like one leg hopping over to the window that's like barricaded by the wood, the table, the whatever, you know, just trying to rip that off the window. Give me a strength check to see if you can get it loose. Uh, strength times five, I mean. Uh, 92. I stand up, and uh, as I'm, like, trying to jerk the, like, barricade stuff off, I... (laughs) 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 That was uh, surprisingly unintentional. That was Uh, good, yeah. (laughs) uh, As I'm trying to rip that off, uh, I... You shout, winter is is coming. uh, (laughs) Tan um, puts, in order to get some leverage, he puts some weight on his broken leg and just collapses again. And as he collapses, part of his like shin bone is like poking out of his leg. We just hear his anguished scream (laughs) as we're booking it down the stairs. Jodine is just like spraying everything he can with this flamethrower like lighter. Cindy takes one last look back down the hallway before we make our way to the stairwell. Harlan's grabbing the computer. So the three of you are just you grab the computer. You're booking it down. You see the doors are burning. You can see smoke kind of coming through the crack of the door. See the fire starting to radiate out and catch more of the hallway. A lot of this town hall, even though it's. Uh, stone on the outside, there's still a lot of wood inside. It's that old retro wooden paneling, similar to what you saw in the original room at the uh, FBI briefing. And it's igniting. So the three of you are going to be able to get outside this round. And Tan, still alive. There's a lot of smoke, though. So for him to try one last time to rip open that window, I'm going to need a con times five check first to see if he can overcome the smoke filling up his lungs to use just one last burst of strength. That's a nine on a 60. You're able to hold your breath. You don't let the smoke kind of overtake your lungs. You still have enough oxygen in your bloodstream to pull one more time at the board on the window. Yeah, he, he 
picks himself back up. Uh, he checks the chamber of his gun, and he's got three shots left. And uh, at the edge of, like, the wood that's barricading the door, he just, like, fires into it to try to, like, break it up a little bit and then attempts to reach into the hole he's made and pull it off. Give me that strength. 35. Pass. You shoot it point blank, splinter it a bit, get it a little bit more loose, pops to the side. There's smoke now pouring out of that second story window of Town Hall, and your body is kind of just hanging out. At that first bit of fresh air, you gasp. Clear your lungs out, but now you feel behind you the heat radiating and that hot, hot smoke coming out behind you. You can feel it almost discoloring your clothes. It's such an intense burning right now. What do you do? Speaking of con checks, I want to check for Jennifer Con. <laughs> how how would you how would you check for her? Would you uh As we're like running down, I assume we're passing her desk. Oh yeah, I shout <laughs> Con <laughs> How would you check for it? Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't get it at first. Good, good note, Joe. <laughs> There's no con. No con! response from con. <laughs> Quick, if we, uh, if we get outside, if he's trying to get out that window, which we know he's trying to survive this, then maybe we can grab that fitted sheet on three sides and pull it tight enough to catch him. Yeah, or maybe we put one in his corpse when he, hits, you know, when he crits the ground one in his head. You're not going to have time to get the sheet. The fitted sheet from the hotel. <laughs> yeah. we, we scream. Riker! Like? <laughs> when I'm looking out the window, is there like a ledge that I can like get onto and try to like l- at least lower myself like five more feet before I just... Yep, there's a stone ledge and below you it's somewhat garden. There's some really low bushes and then also just some ground. Uh, Roll okay, me so luck. I, yeah, so... Uh, tan- no, roll, roll him luck. Roll luck. Roll me roll, luck. Let, let me set this roll up. Roll luck. You set okay, it up. Okay, set it up. Set it. Up. Set it up. Tan gets out on the ledge. He like crawls down and like hangs off the ledge. So he's you know like a little bit closer to the ground. And it's like a really short. And it basically his feet are just like <laughs> pretty much dangling right above the uh, ground. No, so. he he looks down and he sees there's either like pavement or bushes. And he's gonna like try to swing himself into the bushes and try to land like horizontally onto them. And it, and he loses his grip. <laughs> he loses his grip while he's swinging, and starts falling. Just so you know, that a fail, a fail on my logic. <laughs> because you lowered yourself down. You went from a distance where we'd be rolling a lethality roll to actually controlled amount of damage. Hell yes. So you're going to take 2d6 damage. Six damage. As you belly flop down into some mulch. No hedges. Ah. Maybe some low flowers. Now I need a contest as well. Uh, Con times five check. That comes after the fall. That is a success, 13 on a 60. So you flop stomach down, but not hard enough for you to lose your breath and become stunned. Anyone who survives the fall has to see if they're stunned. Nice. Okay. Uh, I did, but I did, I did just take, I'm down to four hit points. So I took more than half. I yeah. took more than half. Ah. But was that what that roll was for? No, that was for the fall. Yeah. So you're points. stunned anyway. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Uh, when I fall, it yeah, I land horizontally. I, like, brace my head with my arm as I fall so I don't, like, whack my head. Breath is knocked out of me, and I'm like, I can't move. I can't function right now. Well, at least you got out. Joe Dean looks over at um, Harlan, and he, he looks at the gun he carries, and he says, uh, Do you have what it takes to do it, or will you give me that gun? I, uh, I think I should... I should, I should. I think I should work on the computer here. He takes his. He takes his pistol and walks over to Tan, who's screaming. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck! Yes! Oh, thank God! <laughs> Help me! You need to. You, you need piece to keep... of shit! Fuck you! By the way. Fair, but you got to keep your voice down, kid. Can't be heard screaming like this. <sighs> Just. Uh... I reach my hands out. <laughs> oh. Birds? 
flock per- of birds. birds. <laughs> a bunch of yeah. pigeons from the roof. <laughs> no. Holy oh. shit, dude. I don't think he can do it. He doesn't do it. He turns and looks oh. at Cindy. <laughs> All right, then you have to carry him. All right. Uh, and I, yeah, I pick his broken body up from the ground and, and like, fireman carry him away from there. Yeah, let's get to the Bronco stat. You get him into the Bronco. The building is burning. It is a raging inferno now. You don't see Khan, no matter how loud you scream. (laughs) But remember, the town hall is right in the center of Groversville. And around it, there's the sheriff's office next door, the town library, the post office. Just as you're getting into the Bronco and the Inferno, you're confident that pile of goo is thoroughly cooked at this point. It seemed as though fire is what really could damage it. But almost as soon as fire fully engulfs the upper floor of the building, you see people in town walking out of their places of business. You see the sheriff, Dan Oakley, who you would talk to, some of his deputies kind of just walking out in front of the sheriff's office. You see the presumably librarian walk out of the library. Some postal workers walk out of the post office. Merle's auto and body is right there. Some of the mechanics walk out. And you can see, even in the distance, some of the further businesses. Everyone's walking out. But they're not walking out looking at the fire or looking at you. They walk out, and you see them grasping at their necks (gasps) and body as they just start uncontrollably vomiting and coughing so loud and violently. You can see almost their eyes go bloodshot. They're coughing so hard as capillaries burst in their eyes. And slowly, they all just keel over. And everyone that walked out, whether it's the sheriff's librarian, you're sitting in the Bronco watching this, within a couple of minutes, no movement. What about us? Yeah, how, yeah, how are we us? feeling? We don't give a shit about them. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fucking crazy, though. That's so fucking awesome. That's a really cool scene. Joe, unfortunately, and by Joe, I mean Harlan. My partner? Oh. <laughs> oh, Joe. Yeah. He starts to not feel good as well. There's, uh, there's, something, there's, something, there's, there's something wrong. What, what happened? Did he fall out a fucking window? Oh, I should have shot him. He's he's angry. He's very mad. He's mad. <laughs> Joe, you start to feel inside your body, in your lower back, around where your kidneys are, your intestines, an intense amount of pain. And as you feel that pain, it starts to move further up, almost as if your organs are reorganizing themselves up into your stomach, into your chest, and it gets harder and harder to breathe, and you can feel yourself also slowly asphyxiating. I imagine that he was in the back seat, and he is now pushing himself against the back of the seat, and he's now kind of going back over, and he's now in the back of the Bronco writhing in that space back there. <laughs> Presumably all over the shattered body of... Yeah, you you stepped on me for sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Does anyone do anything? No. No, I lay there. <laughs> no one took medicine. No one took medicine. No one can do anything. I, I, I mean, I, I try to show him his own pistol. I ask if he wants this to end. I, I think yes, but I'll double check with David. Is this the kind of excruciating? Am I, am I experiencing death at this point, or do I feel like I could do something? Having watched what happened to everyone else, it happened to everyone else much quicker. But you can feel those coughs coming on. You can feel your eyes, just the pressure against it from gasping for breath plus the coughs you're not vomiting uncontrollably or anything at this point but it doesn't look good through spasms in his body racking his body he is trying his hardest to nod yes with eyes pleading Cindy looks in the rear view mirror do it I I open the back of the Bronco and I I just drag Harlan out like a sack of potatoes by the scruff of his shirt I'm sorry I liked your polos and he puts one between the eyes. I'm going to roll dodge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the alien got him. <laughs> Get in. We have to call. 
Where's the Crown Vic? It's at the, it's at the hotel. All right, let's go. No, it's here. It's here. Let's ditch the Bronco. We get in the DEA car. We need to get on the phone and call Derringer stat. And I put Harlan in the trunk of the DEA car. You really are fucking monsters. Get in the back and shut the fuck up. Jesus, too much. <laughs> no, not really. Not really. That's appropriate. It's fitting. And uh, she's going to call our handler, Derringer, at a number that is likely being listened to, she assumes. Bring, 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 bring. Yeah, we knock and ring the doorbell, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Who is it? It's Wootabaga. We're leaving. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop, stop, stop. Where are you calling from? The car. Uh, car phone. Nice. Yeah. They haven't really they haven't really learned to track those or listen to those as well. I'll keep that in mind as I tell you everything. Yeah. <laughs> Smart. What do you got? Groversville needs a cleanup crew ASAP. The cover story is that there's a drug called super meth in the area. Got into the water supply. Got into the water supply. Took out damn near everyone. I would say literally everyone. Maybe we get some plants that say that they survived. What do you have, Joe? Well, when we say clean up, um, first of all, hi, hello, hi, it's Joe. Um, when we say clean up, uh, hi. you might have to burn this place to the ground. Yeah, we're and, talking 1199 bodies. And something needs to, you probably need to send a, a more specialist team to maybe investigate the water supply. Yeah, and a computer scientist. Oh, yeah, we just shot our computer scientist. We've got information, <laughs> so... Uh, well, we have a laptop. Uh, wait, what do you have? Hold on. Hold, you have a laptop. Uh, all right, get the laptop here now. Memphis field office. I'll have a room set up with someone ready to go. The issue is I cannot get a team there for at least six to eight hours. It has to come from D.C. We can't get those resources Well, Groversville here. is at the butt end of the locale, so I don't think anyone will show up for six to eight hours. Look, it's fine. You guys just get out of there. Uh, hopefully the rest of you are fine, but... Just give me that laptop now. No one is going to be there for at least six hours. So just get out in case someone else gets there first. There's there's no one left in Groversville. So I think I think the dead will be fine for the next six or eight hours. Joe, vroom, Joe vroom, like, vroom. punches the fucking gas. And Are you speeding down the highway in a Crown Vic or a Ford Bronco? It is thankfully the Crown Vic. If you could let local authorities know to not pull us over, we will be speeding. And Tan is still sitting in the back of the Bronco that is just sitting in front of (laughs) City Hall. Because no one got me. (laughs) Is his dead body in the back of the Bronco, too? We took his dead body, but not your live one. (laughs) (laughs) Cindy was yelling, shut the fuck up to no one in particular in the back seat. Okay, we're we're only like a minute outside of town, so we gotta go get that fucking piece of shit. We saved him once. (sighs) Turn around. I spared his life, so now I like owe him my or whatever. How that works? The Jar Jar Binks clause. Yeah, exactly. It's a Jar Jar situation. Who is a guy we know? Also, I've I've given you no reason to dislike me. (laughs) We don't dislike you. It's just the mission. They called for it. You're you're lying in extreme pain in the back of this Bronco, just like looking at the like felt on the roof of yeah. it. Yeah, well, I was trying to get out, but the child locks are on, so <laughs> I'm like stuck in there. <laughs> yeah, you you hear the uh, the Crown Vic like crunch back up and roll to a stop. As soon as I hear that, like all my energy has been expended trying to get out of here, but I hear you guys coming back, and I I just. Cindy grabs him by the shoulders, throws him into the back of the Crown Vic, and we bust it to the Memphis field office. So that's Cindy in the front seat then, and Jodine sitting shotgun. Yeah. And then a passed out tan in the back, and then a dead Dead Harlan Harlan in the trunk. That is correct. That's how all Delta Green Ops end. (laughs) (laughs) As you get two miles outside of town, and you're heading southwest towards Memphis, lying low, in the opposite direction towards town are three Blackhawk helicopters. Fuck yeah. Broken Arrow, boys. Oh, shit. Heading the other way towards town as you drive towards Memphis. And scene. That's scene as far as you know it. 
Ooh, hit us with the next scene. Well, no, I mean, there's not really much of the next scene. It's kind of how much. Uh, <laughs> What's the scene I, I we don't I, know, David? <laughs> Tell us secrets. Well, was that weird at all at the end? Dude, that was fucking <laughs> what doesn't, bad. What doesn't add up at this point? And what do you want to know? Who called in that Blackhawk? <laughs> what organization had the helicopters flying yeah, around? Yeah, what was that? So you get that computer back to HQ, and as yeah. long as it stays in Delta Green's hands and they correctly look at it, it was a communication device between the aldermen in town and some other civilians, Majestic 12, wow. and the Greys. Wow. <laughs> it yeah. was the aliens the whole time abducting these citizens, what? performing oh experiments. <laughs> and the government was just letting them do it. Yeah. There was an entire portion of this where you could have actually confronted the aliens and fought the aliens themselves <laughs> oh, instead. Oh, shit. I tried to they, ask the aldermen to behave themselves. <laughs> they were not interested in discourse. Where would that have taken place? A uh, small farm about three miles outside of town. Where were you shot Jane Allen? <laughs> that was converted into basically an experimentation area where all these people were, where they stored all the gray goo, and they were in, just injecting this gray goo into people, more or less replacing people's organs so that's what happened to billy ray gotcha. they replaced all of his musculature with this goo joe had his digestive organs replaced last night while he was sleeping jesus that was fun <laughs> because it was just him that. in a room <laughs> you guys didn't double up or anything else they were able to just slip in grab him return him afterwards wow so that's why he died that Badass. horrible death at the end Everyone else in town had some level of experimentation or they just lived in town long enough that they had ingested enough of this material that it was just all in their bloodstream and everywhere. Even if they didn't replace a particular organ, it was all inside of them. To make matters worse, once you have that much of it inside of you, so none of you except maybe Joe, but maybe still not even Joe, the aliens can see through your eyes. Whoa. The aliens can control you, Whoa. and they use it mostly for and security. And they know who your crush is. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell! They use it for security, so they're often controlling the sheriff, but they'll use other kind of senior people and stuff. That's why everyone was being so weird about people not being missing. Yeah, like I was going to ask, their so brain. Like, the people that we talked to, were they just like lying to us and they knew about the alien stuff or did they not have any clue? There's just too much of it in them already? It makes them like docile, basically. Okay, There's yeah. a, a sidebar in it and it's called work, 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 work. And basically <sighs> everyone can just in their brain reason as to why people aren't around and it's totally fine. Like the mom is just like, yeah, my daughter, like she's cool. Yeah. What? Like, why should I be worried? Yeah, that was or, really oh, sad. Oh, my husband's a I'm a cool mom. She's a cool kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's, um, what other questions, I guess? What is the most popular menu item at Megadeuce? <laughs> well, they have a couple different things, actually, and it's kind of a tier-based system. There's the single deuce, which is a single cheeseburger and a small shake. The double deuce, which is a double cheeseburger with a medium shake. And then the Megadeuce, um, which is, is eight patties. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's like eight patties, extra large milkshake, and the slogan is, it's so good, it'll make you take a mega deuce. Wow. <laughs> that is... It's a good slogan. David, you got me slogan. hungry. <laughs> it's catchy. It's so much food, you'll shit a lot. <laughs> uh, and Merle, how is he the uh, one who is in charge of it all? Uh, he really wasn't. He was not. He was just an alderman. Yeah, but all sure. the aldermen... <laughs> He's just an alderman, but all Alda alderman. <laughs> yeah, Alan Alda. He was played by Alan Alda. Uh, yes. actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, we noticed that. Yeah. No, but but we did notice that it was all the aldermen were all the men, and uh, so we smashed the patriarchy tonight. That's boys. what we did. Congratulations. Nice. And killed everyone that's else. True. Down. <laughs> Don't break the glass ceiling, or David's dump is gonna pile all over us. Was uh, was, <laughs> I assume was Jane Allen uh pregnant with an alien baby nope that was just a normal pregnant teenager that you murdered <laughs> she would have died either way they abducted jane allen uh you didn't really go around spraying the purple stuff on her or on joe for that matter you probably would have realized joe was actually completely screwed had mm. you sprayed it like all like a little more fully all over him. yeah stripped down and started like spraying your bodies you would have seen the same incision marks kind of on billy ray's oh, arms shit. and the on one person Janus. whose arms we didn't look at <laughs> <laughs> 
She was just recently pregnant with Billy Ray about a week before uh, he went on his crime spree. She didn't even know she was abducted. They took out her uterus with the baby, gave her this, it's called protomatter, the goo, right. and then put something you don't Back know. In, yeah, so it's every her. single person in Groversville like coughed and died slowly? Yeah. Can you choose they, like basic- one child out of the town and describe that in detail for us? <laughs> um, well, I can I can tell you about, so a lot of people had experiments, right? So the little kids that you met at the reservoir that were pounding seven and a half pieces <laughs> yeah. ices a piece, they had work done on their livers. They had super so they, livers. Oh, wow. As these aliens know how to party. <laughs> <laughs> David, thank you so much for running this game dude, for this us. Has been, this was such so a blast. Fun, and thank you for sticking around for this uh, this extended episode. All five weeks. Yeah, we really appreciate it, man. We're going to open the cage now. <laughs> I wanted to get it to some sort of a conclusion because yeah. we could have just thoroughly harassed uh, citizens for oh, so many more. Presumably, we didn't even touch the bowling alley. We could have. Like, <laughs> <laughs> have you Have you ever run this before? No, not at all. I prepped this exclusively for this, largely because Zach gave me very few options as far yeah. as things he has not looked at before. That's my way. Uh, I liked it. I mean, it's this is a shorter scenario. It's only like a dozen pages. It's something you could hypothetically do with you know efficient players who stay on track for things. <laughs> In in under four hours at a con, <laughs> David. David, those are that, that's just an urban legend. <laughs> those, oh, those exist. players don't exist. Yeah. I think they, don't they exist. just play okay. different games, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but no, thank. I mean, thank you very much for having me. This was a fun crossover event. Like Absolutely I said, I love your guys' stuff. Yeah, the pleasure was all ours. Yeah, completely. Thank you for all of this. Thanks for everyone, I guess, who listened and put up with me for the last five episodes. Blessed with your presence. Those people who know me from elsewhere, who followed along, hopefully I haven't totally ruined Delta Green for you either. That, that would be on us, so, so you're, you're in the clear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, if, but if you like that nonsense, go to episode one of Pretending to Be People yes. and go ahead and start down that long path. You've got That's plenty true. to catch up on. You can see where they cut their teeth harassing uh, random <laughs> civilians. <laughs> it's it's kind of our trademark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just authority figures uh, abusing that power for petty reasons and little gain. It's an all uh, lawful evil campaign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, David, we're going to open the cage now. Yeah. You can, Thank you're you. free to go. Oh wow, he really took off. He's scampered. He's scampered. Oh, wow. He's if wow. I, when, I, when I think he of scamper, fast. that's what that I think. That was like of. a cartoon. There's a little dust trail. His calves are. He did good. not want to be here. <laughs> <laughs>
So funny 